You are listening to What's Wrong With You podcast, a podcast about foibles, idiosyncrasies, and having no chill so wrong it's right. I am your host, John McBride of johnmcbride.com, and I want to welcome you once again returning back as we continue to soldier on with season two of this podcast. And on this episode, we had an amazing guest with an amazing conversation here jude sutton is an artist he's an improv performer he's a businessman he's a man of many talents and in this conversation speaking with this creator this fellow artist we get into so many real things we talk about art we talk about performing we talk about growing up and just we go across the spectrum we even get down to some business talk we talk about this we talk about that everything we talk about is interesting in this conversation everything is 100 percent real it is funny it is it, it, parts of it can get kind of dark parts of it are just very humorous very light we did it all in this conversation we went around the wheel and came back on the other side, a very interesting side note for this particular episode. This is the first time I'd ever met Jude, and I was very interested in meeting him. And what an interesting way to meet somebody for the first time. And you're going to hear that recorded, recorded the audio for you to hear right now. So let's not waste any more time. Let's find out what's wrong with Jude Sutton. Get started right here. Okay, this is my big talky voice. Oh, are we doing radio voices? We can if you want. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I find myself doing that when I start. Yeah, I think it just happens. It's just happening. He's put a, put a microphone in front of my face, and this is just what happens. So everybody knows who listens to this show. I do an intro so you know who I am. But we're going to find out who my guest is, and I'm very excited to have this guest. Jude Sutton is your name. And <laughs> Yep. Art and performance is your game. I'm never doing that again. That was stupid. Uh, so very excited to have you on as as uh, as my guest for season two of What's Wrong with You podcast. And I'm going to get into uh, a couple of things here. And first, before we, I'm just, I promise I'll let you speak. I promise. I, my, this is getting off to a great rough start, but that's that's the point of the show. So a quick programming note here is. Um, You'll, you'll see me as my guest. I'm telling the listener as well. I'm super paranoid about losing audio because I almost lost audio. So you, if I look down at the thing with anxious eyes, the recording device, it's nothing personal. I'm just having a mini freak out because I don't want to lose the audio. All right. This is compelling audio right now. The listeners are me, like, what will happen next? Do you want me to hold it in front of my face? That way it looks like you're looking at me. But you can just... <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. So Jude Sutton, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you one simple question. Follow, follow it up with a second Simple question. First question is, who do you think you are? Oof. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect answer. Yeah, I wish I wish I had a solid answer for that, but man, I don't know. Right. And so, so let's tell us um, a little bit more about. I'm very interested interested to talk about not just the things you do, but you as a person. But for the listeners at home, listening in their car, in the bathroom, wherever they are. Um, so I know you do like performance stuff and art stuff so give us a quick rundown the elevator pitch of jude Sutton. yeah uh i uh i do some long form improvisational comedy uh i also just recently started my own company uh where i design and print 
t-shirts. Very cool. I'm very envious. So if you visit johnmcbryan.com, not so subtle plug, you'll see where I put up my little doodles. And so I see somebody like you. I saw I saw your stuff on Instagram, and I'm a fan. So um, so I like to have people on that I'm a fan of, you know. And I and never met you before is the very first time. And so we're getting to know each other here yeah. in a very weird sense. It's very strange. What a weird and awkward way to meet someone for like the first time. You know, honestly, I wish the first time I met people, it was being recorded. Uh, yeah. Because I don't know that I've ever been so like aware and careful of what I'm presenting to you right now. Yeah, it's sort of like an amplified version of how you would normally meet somebody, you know, like this is the product version of myself that I'm selling you, you know what I mean? And that you don't have to be fake or anything. And I tell my guests, you can be as silly or serious as you want. You can give me joke answers if you want. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to tell the difference, you know what I mean? So I was very interested in talking to the end about the... um, about the art aspect and as well as the performance because i feel like i can relate to both i don't really do improv per se um that's a whole different beast that i was never good at (laughs) so i did not nurture that relationship at all but the art stuff i i really want to get into but and and this is going to bleed into the second very simple question as it the art is, is an expression of yourself. You're bearing your soul, man. You're bearing your very, very soul, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So the second question, Jude, is what's wrong with you? Oh, man. what's? You know what? Nothing. <laughs> I love it. Nothing's wrong with me. Uh, I am making some repairs, though, to All my right. house. The house is standing, Yeah. but we're remodeling the bathroom. Yeah, I like it. I, I like it. It's sort of like... Um, you're either doing two things constantly, improving or maintaining, and yeah. I like to think of it like that. So, so you think, and I would, I was kind of looking forward to this in a weird way, where I was like, one day somebody's going to come in here and say, "I'm fine," <laughs> and, and then I'm like, "Okay, that was a great show." <laughs> well, so I, it's funny. I, I go to therapy. Yeah. I, I take. I, I've been hospitalized twice because uh, I was suicidal. Um, I take medication. I, but my therapist always will ask, where where are you today? Like, where's your anxiety and yeah. where's your depression? And how happy are you, are you with your life in general? And it's funny because I'll be like, well, my anxiety is hanging out at a solid four. Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. at a hum of, like, everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. But when she asks me how my life is going, I'm like, I don't know, eight or eight and a half, nine. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm just dumb and should be <laughs> more worried than I am. Or You know, I feel like I can relate because... Um, I can relate to all my guests uh, in good or bad ways, but um, I feel like I'm going to tell you something that I do, and I want to let you. I want to let you tell me your version of that, and because I think everybody does it to a certain level, but I fret like nobody's business. I am a fretter, right? And mm-hmm. the things I fret about are all inside. Keep it in my noggin for the most part. Like, and it's over stupid things, at least things that I consider to be stupid. I want to get your opinion on this, so it'll be very stupid and for real. I'll be thinking about, like today, for example, I was like, what shirt should I wear for Jude? Mm. And it's like, and I'm sure you'd be like, I'm just glad you're wearing a shirt, pal. <laughs> I'm just yeah. glad this isn't weird. You're just talking to me without a shirt. I'm fully clothed, listeners. He's not. <laughs> Don't spoil it. There will be photos. No. Uh, and so, like, and meanwhile, I'm fretting for way too long about this decision. And meanwhile outdoors and outside of my noggin it's nothing 
it, I think the only thing that's going to happen is like, hey, Donnie's still with us. We lost you there for a second. <laughs> so I want to know if there's anything like that. What what do you fret? I'm not if you fret, but what do you fret about? Man, I I do. Uh, that is like a, a pretty steady concern of mine is, is I'm always like, do I look like a scumbag right now? Like, am <laughs> yeah. I, or is this person going to hate me because I'm wearing the wrong shoes? Like, that's yeah. such a weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. And. And you know, uh, this isn't, I hope this doesn't come off as rude, but you know, I don't care what shirt you're wearing. But, right, right. But I definitely understand. I changed my shirt twice before I came over here. I know. Uh, and I, I like the shirt. I've seen your shirt. You're plugging you. your way, your own shirt. I See, I need to have my own merch, I think. I just walk around with John McBride stuff. I'm sure I could just walk around with uh, Jude Sutton stuff. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll get all the plugs. Don't you worry. We'll get yeah. all the plugs in there. If you got money. You can give it to us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we will gladly take your, your cash, man. Um, so another thing that follows up with the fretting is sort of a comfort, but it's also alarming at the same Not really alarming, but disheartening at the same time. Is I'll ultimately come to the realization, like you just said, he's not going to care or no one cares. And I think, okay, I can relax because no one cares. And like, well, that's super depressing. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so like, uh, that's like a small thing I've read about. Uh, yeah. But a big thing that, like, is a lot of anxiety for me yeah. would be procrastination or getting stuff done. That's, like, that's my number one thing is, is I hate Boy. owing people something or needing to do something. Yeah. But I also stay in a constant state of owing people something or yeah. needing to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, like, I, I definitely uh, get that. I, I think it's a way of being like, people care, right? Yeah. Like, if, if I if I need to do this for them, then they, then they care, right? But right. if I do it, then maybe they'll go away. Yeah. Like, for me, I've been very open about the whole reason I do this or do anything. It's just validation, man. I need it. Crave it. It's like why I'm putting up my little comics and cartoons and stuff. Like, somebody like this, please. Although... Saying that, though, I have to be realistic because I'm like, I think of it in a way like, and maybe I shouldn't because there's plenty of DIY things to do things. And there's oftentimes those are the preferred ways in a lot of ways. But I think I kind of come up with excuses as to why something isn't as bombastic or popular as it should be. I'm like, well, I'm not paying money for a proper ad campaign. So, of course, it's not super popular. I'm like, true enough. But I feel like I'm using that as a crutch. So what kind of things do you do? Because I see you, you're active, you're producing, and I see that. So I think you maybe have a little bit more discipline than you may give yourself credit for. So what kind of stuff do you do to get away, like the, you know, press it down, say, no, I'm going to do this today. What kind of stuff do you do? You know, I just do it. It's, it's, Perfect. It's, Perfect. it's, it's going to sound like I know what I'm talking about and I got my whole life together, <laughs> which I don't. Uh, this is on, like, we're talking about, like, Number one best day, Jude, yeah. is I wake up in the morning, I go, what do I need to get done today? And then I just start doing it, and then I get done by noon, and my whole day is free, and I feel good about myself. Regular Jude, though, is I'll put it off for a whole week, <laughs> yes. and then s- decide to start doing it, then something goes wrong, and then I decide not to do it yeah. for a whole nother week, but then, maybe next week. I, it's very, it's such a... Um, I don't know what the word for it, just interesting dynamic here because I understand exactly what you're saying, but I'm like, he has a t-shirt of his stuff right now. And I, I've made like maybe one t-shirt for something that was supposed to be like a fun thing, not for me trying to sell anything or even for public eyes. You know what I mean? Something like he's putting out stuff right now. So you're like, 
it's such weird because from my end, I'm seeing this guy, and we could talk about perception and public image and stuff like that, and that's a very interesting topic to me, where it's like, for me, having met you for the first time, I'm like, you know, Jude's out there killing it. He's making his stuff. He, he, a business. <laughs> Come on. Not everybody has a business. I mean, that's... that's... There's the obvious, like, I don't post it on Instagram when I'm just sitting on the couch not doing anything. Right. Um, so, I mean, there there is ob- the, the obvious thing that everyone knows about nowadays where it's just you're curating what you're putting out and yeah. what you're showing people what you're yeah. doing. Um, I don't know why I'm fighting so hard to be the – I'm like, no, I'm lazy. I don't know why I'm fighting I so love, hard to, to get I, that credit instead I of – I love that. I don't know if you're wanting to think of this as, like, a brand, but I – I love it. I'm a fan. I love that whole culture type of like this identity that comes from it. I think it's so unique and like, I, I don't know, because I'm coming at you as a fan. I don't know. Maybe you have legions of fans or maybe it's just like, maybe it's only 30 dudes in one room. I don't know. But uh, I don't know why I use that as a weird example. But. I hope there's 30 dudes in one room thinking about me right now. <laughs> They're all wearing your shirt. Yeah. Right now. I'm like, send photos. But... Uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, I see this and I'm like, I, 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 it is kind of interesting because it's like, it's sort of like you said, like, um, like there's like a laziness aspect of it, but I love how that's sort of the image. But at the same time, you're producing at the same time a lot. And man, I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of goal setting. However, my goals are really little. Mm-hmm. If I can get one small thing done per day. I'll feel pretty good. I did that one thing. So do, do you do anything like that? So you push it off. Just, do you ever like, when you're on a good day, mm-hmm. so you say it just comes like natural. So it's not like I'm, it, or is it like, man, if I can do this one thing today to be all right? So I I adopted a, uh, a thing for my girlfriend, which is make a list of five things. And if you get three of those things done, you did pretty good. Yeah. Like that's, that's like five ideal things. And I'll I'll, lo- I'll I'll send myself some softballs. I'll be like, take a shower. It will be on the list. You know, very important. Personal hygiene. It number is. one on the list. It is. Get a haircut. Oh, if you're feeling bad, get a haircut. Let me know. It's then, nice, right? Yeah, it makes it, you feel like a whole new man. It really does. It, I'll, <laughs> I'll be having the, the worst time, and then I'll get a haircut and be like, oh, that's what was wrong with me for the last two months of my <laughs> of my life is I've just been sad because my hair didn't look right. Well, that's actually the um, the full extended title of this show. What's wrong with you? You didn't get a haircut. Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong with you. Oh, so there is an answer to it. Uh, yeah, and it's sponsored by Sports Clips. And oh. <laughs> oh, I would love any sponsor, any and any and all sponsors come my way. Sports Clips, Sports Clips, uh, Supercuts. I don't care. Some guy you know, like somebody's mom that'll give you a bowl haircut. I don't know. I'll take I, it. I do cut hair out of my. Really? Yeah. There you go. Yep. yep I do cut hair also. Do you, do you cut your own hair ever? No, I can't. I can't do a fade on myself. That's that's like a little. Anytime that's, I've ever cut my own hair, the back looks. That's next bad. level sensei master stuff yeah. right there. I just had the mirror out. I'm like, oh, I got this. Blindfolded, cutting your own hair. There, I knew. I knew a guy who could give himself a bald fade. Like, I don't know if I don't know if that is a thing to you at all as far as like but it's that's where it's like goes from nothing to hair like it, oh, when okay, it looks okay. like it looks like it's like a gradient like somebody just shaded yeah. their head and i knew a guy who would give himself bald fades like perfect wow 
that takes years of practice, I would think. Or maybe he's just a natural. Well, I don't know. He said he said he had a roommate that had been in prison that taught him how to do it. But I don't know how true that is. There's the so much learning that goes on in prison. We should all go to prison. Man, yeah. you're you're a man of many talents here. You have a lengthy business card. Yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> I can do a lot of stuff kind of good. Perfect. You know, I, I have it's so that's just written, hitting the nail on the head there because when um so when it comes to me drawing and stuff right and perhaps you could relate i don't know but when it comes to me drawing for the longest time i didn't think i was good enough at drawing i didn't think my things look like what they're supposed to look like mm-hmm. right and so i didn't really want to broadcast that i was i didn't want to call myself an artist i just like i just like to draw i just like to draw yeah right and then over the time over time i realized that it, it's really just doesn't look visually stimulating to someone. And if it does, then okay. Now, there's like technical stuff, right? Right. But I, I especially when it comes to cartooning, I really love cartooning because you don't really have to be that good. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a stress relief thing. I'm like, do the people look human? Okay, you're on, you're on the ground running right now. So do you, I want to know, did you ever, when you're, when you're producing your art and stuff like that, did you ever go through a phase like I'm not good enough? Blue, blue, blue. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, on the on a daily basis, it's yeah. it's like it's it's definitely been a, a big learning curve for me. Yeah. Um, to just do it and put it out there and let the people decide. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, my mom and I'd be like, "Why don't girls like me?" Yeah. Uh, or I'm <laughs> nervous. My mom would always be like, "Let them tell you that they don't like you." Yeah. Don't assume that people don't like you. Let them tell you that. Which is now that I'm saying that out loud doesn't seem like the best <laughs> advice. I'm about but to say shout out to moms. Yeah, right there. I mean that's good. I she should. I think she should have said just assume everyone likes you, and don't be waiting for everyone to tell you they don't like you. Some confidence from mom. Some momfidence <laughs> yeah. right there. Oh, that's yeah. trademarked. Trademark uh, as of right now, uh, 2018. John McBride. I don't know. I don't know how legal things work. Please, that's it. You Someone can, you, don't sue me. <laughs> you can trademark anything, as long as it's you just it's not a registered trademark. Okay. So you can trademark literally anything you want to. This is something I recently learned well yeah. because I had to change the name of my company. Yeah. Because there was another company in Australia with a similar name, or right. with, well, with the exact name, yeah. uh, and a, like a super similar style too. It was weird. I'd never heard of them, wow. but, but it came out recently, and so. At first, I was like, well, what do I do to keep this name? So I did a, a deep Google search on yeah. trademarks and, like, what, who has rights to what. And the short of it is, you can trademark anything, buddy. In fact, <laughs> that's trademark. Oh, man. Good grief. We're just, this whole conversation is trademarked. We're going to print it. The, I'm going to transcribe the, the entire show, and it's going to be printed on a T-shirt. Yeah. And that will just be trademarked. Somewhere. Every single word is going to have a tiny little TM next to it. <laughs> a little TM. And... I, I, there's probably people who are going to listen to this like, John really needs legal, legal counseling. <laughs> I just gave it to you. Oh, I mean, you granted, I am not a lawyer. You're not, I'm glad you said that because this will hold up in court. We just turned this conversation into the rabbit hole of legalities yeah. and stuff yeah. like Great. Let's sit in a room together and talk about stuff we have no idea about. Like, I think if you just say, I don't know. So, um, but that's also really interesting. That's another, actually, and it's interesting that you said that because that's one of the hurdles for me. Because I don't know if I just want to do everything myself or go through. Because this is actually me just asking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is part of the interview. Just me being genuinely curious about how to do this. 
that's what's wrong with me is I'm just taking the time out of this show. It's supposed to be about you and asking my question, right? So this is terrible, but I'm going to ask anyway. Yeah. So because I like, I don't know if I should just try to produce everything myself, right? And distribute it all myself, which would cost some moolah, right? Mm-hmm. Or do I go through a third party? And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But what I don't understand, I have no problem with it. I just don't understand it, right? It's um, what is the, like, uh, who owns what, who who can uh, reproduce what and stuff like that. Because if I, there's plenty of, like, online T-shirt places. Like, if I send you my design, you'll sell it. I don't have to produce any T-shirts myself. I'm like, that's cool, but I just don't know. Like, do I get 100% ownership, but I can't sell it myself? I think that's how it works. See, I, I really don't know. Yeah, man, neither do I. I, I, I did. So from the from the get-go, my idea was to just do as much as I could do myself. Yeah. Um, I will say now, looking back, don't do that. Get as much help as you can yeah, from anybody that you can. kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but... Within reason, um, for me, a, a lot of the doing it myself came from necessity. Just I, I couldn't afford to buy a bunch of. Sh- oh. I couldn't afford to buy fifty printed shirts. Friend, you were in the you were in the same boat as me. Man. Yeah, it's it's really expensive. Um, but it, it, and because of that, I, I realized oh, I could just print my own shirts. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of started that learning process and and started doing it myself there, but. I mean, it's just kind of it's kind of whatever works for you. If if you've got okay. the time, do it yourself as much as you can. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I mean, there there are plenty. I'm trying to think what Spreadshirt is a place where you can like. I think you can like put your own design up, and they it's print to order. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard of that. Look at this great business advice, inside talk yeah. from Jude Sutton right there. So if you were curious about starting your own T-shirt business and putting us both out of business <laughs> before it even starts, why are we giving the competition an inside edge? I don't know. So that's very interesting. Now, what I want to know about more about is the actual, like, when you talked about learning how to just, um, this is a learning curve with your producing your art and gaining confidence and stuff like that. What I want to know is, like, was there kind of a struggle or was it just, I'm going to take mom's advice and just be, like, innocent till proven guilty, man? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, there's definitely a struggle of, like, uh, is anybody going to like this? Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is yeah. It, <laughs> at, like, at the end of the day, um, not, I don't... I don't want to get on a high horse, but look at all the garbage that's out in the world. Exactly. That people are liking. Now, that's not saying that people are going to love your garbage, and it may even right. make it worse when people don't love your garbage. <laughs> yes. Uh, to I, I've definitely had days where I'm like, oh, look at this is terrible, and everyone loves it. Yes. And my thing is good, and nobody likes it. Oh man, every air. Air day. Air yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's just the struggle, and, and especially when. It's all internet now. So you yeah. see everything. If you need to put yourself up against something as a metric, just go on Instagram and <laughs> yeah. figure out how bad your life is. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, the... the It's, it's strange. I, I don't want to say I was, I'm blindly confident... Uh, that's, that's not necessarily true. Um, but I do try to do what I would want versus, right. 
Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if I print 15 shirts mm -hmm. or 100 shirts and nobody buys them, I'm going to end up having them. So yeah, that's that's the risk that I'm aware of. And I'm like, <laughs> that's why I'm getting because at first I was like, I thought my stuff is so precious. And I'm like, I have to have 100 percent ownership of all of this. And maybe legally I do whatever. But um, as far as like wanting it to do everything myself, I'm like, well, uh, I don't, dude, I'm not hiding a T-shirt press anywhere. I'm not hiding a sweatshop anywhere in my house. If this this is all this is it. Right so now, I'm getting more and more open to the idea of like, yeah, get some get some help out there. But um, as far as um, everything being garbage, <laughs> trade trade trademark, everything being garbage, um, that has been my attitude a lot in life. When I was doing stand up more on the reg, I never thought I was the best comedian. Uh, knew I never would be the best comedian. And I thought, just like when drawing, I was like, I don't know, I'm not as good as some of these other guys. But then, like, the next open mic would go up, would go up and don't worry. I have no names to drop. It's just, like, a general thing. Um, and everybody, I've sucked many times on stage, so I can include myself in this. But I would see some other open micer go up and be like, well, I know I'm better than that guy, so here we go. And so I want to know, it's like, so it's like that very much with art. So I think we have that in common, but delving into more like stage stuff what happens with the performing you say you didn't do it for a while have you been doing it more lately yeah um so i i did stand up initially is how i i got right. into the comedy world um was just doing open mics and then um i started taking improv classes and that kind of spoke to me a little more than right. than the anxious pressure of stand up <laughs> yes um so i did i, I was hard in the paint in improv for yeah. probably five years, just wow. doing uh, running tech, doing shows, coaching, just doing just, just anything doing I could, and and then I I moved to Austin and I just kind of took a break for probably three years, and now I'm getting back into it, and it's it's a whole new fun relationship that I yeah. have with it yeah. now. It's there's there's so much less stress and like I put so much less pressure on myself now. I'm a lot I. I feel a lot less, like, judgy of yeah. other people now, which is nice. Although, if you really wanted to do a character called Judge Judy, please oh, do this. No. Trademarked, but Tra trademarked, probably but... won't use it. Oh, I think that'd be amazing, <laughs> but uh, I'll be Judge John then. I'll just be passing judgment on all of y'all. But, uh, so, it sounds to me more like you're just enjoying the process a lot more. Yeah, I... It's, it's weird, because you have to take it seriously... If you want, if you're doing it, like, uh, what is it? You treat it like a hobby, you get hobby results. That's just yeah, it, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you gotta, I mean, not, I don't want to sound defeatist, but you gotta sit down and go, well, you know, I'm a 34 year old man. Yeah. I'm, I can do improv every single day of the week. Uh, and that can be rewarding to me, but if it's not, why am I still doing it? Yeah, that's precisely, and that's, I said in this show before, during the tail end of when I was doing stand-up um, more on a regular basis, I feel like I was getting slightly better as a performer, but I was just so burned out, I didn't want to do it anymore. What it came down to is not getting fulfillment from it, and it sounds like you have that same, at least at one time, had that same relationship where it's like, if this isn't fun... I don't know why I'm doing this. Not not to say it's not a grind and there's it's work and all that stuff. But, yeah, this is like public service announcement. Like, if you ain't enjoying uh, doing it, I, I don't 
I don't know why you toil away, or at least why you don't just take a break, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's that that fine line between not enjoying doing it, like, oh, I've been doing it a lot and I'm tired, and sort of actively hating it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and it's easy to blur that, and the transition can happen real quickly, and you kind of, I, I personally didn't realize, oh, I've, I think I've hated this for a good six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and taking a break and coming back has definitely, like, helped me realize that. Yeah. Uh, and now that I I kind of switched to coaching, and I just, I perform with two teams, uh, some boys, and also uh, first Saturday of every month, uh, Stopping Ground Comedy Theater. You can Heck come yeah. see uh, Quest in show. I, I wanted to see that. I feel this is another thing where you get, if you if, if someone's listening and you don't perform improv or comedy, you're going to hear this a lot when I'm going to say, I always meant to check that out. Oh, yeah. And you're like, never. I'm like, I, so I catch myself saying this and I remember all the times. I'm like, no, just don't say anything. What I will say is, I think that's awesome that you're doing that, <laughs> which is very true, true and genuine. And I do have a genuine interest because I have like a and d group as well. And, and that's, as much as I say, like, I'm not good at improv, that's all d d is. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, and I feel like I just have, I should have, like, a separate d d podcast. I feel like a conversation about that could be, like, three or four hours by itself, right? Mm-hmm. So when you, as, um, as a, and I ask people this who are in improv, and they and I know that they play d d or Open Legend, a, we're not judging. Depends on what type of game you're playing. They're basically the same thing. But um, if you're playing d and I want to know how an actual trained improv person who coaches people, how much does that help you in your gameplay? I, So I feel DMing, it's probably a lot more... It helps a, a ton more in, in a DM situation because yeah. you're having to deal with five four or five, you know, player characters who are yes. just going off the rails. Just meandering everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a player, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I don't, I don't know when I'm using like quote unquote using improv skills yeah. and just like being a human being. Cause they're, they're basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously it would it, just in the way that like it helps me talk to you right now. Yeah. I think it's just like in life, like in me, and so I really enjoy. And shout out to you and all the DMs everywhere in my DM from from my group, uh, unsung heroes. The DM you have to put up with a lot of garbage. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, I'm luck- luckily I'm not. I don't DM the game that we play right now. Yeah. I, I am. I'm running a one shot in a in like oh, yeah? a couple weeks, but that's all the the time that I have to put into it right <laughs> it's now. Like our. For the for my particular uh, party, our campaign and everything, um, it is sort of like it's sort of just become an improv comedy show for ourselves. It's what it was, what makes it fun and funny. And I think our DM is very lenient because he knows what type of players mm-hmm. we are, and he kind of expects us to deviate because we will, and we will do stupid things um just in a, as, as an example of our party early on we do like space stuff and all of that we do a lot of stuff you probably shouldn't be doing but whatever it's house rules right mm-hmm. and um uh so we were doing the space thing we had to do like this covert mission so what do we do we have a press conference announcing our covert mission i don't even remember how that came about this is the silliness and the dumbness that dms have to put up with real mm-hmm. quick do you have a you have a dm story of anything or your players or you yourself as a player 
did the most ridiculous thing that no one ever should do. So, no, that's the... I, I wish I had a better story. We tend to play pretty, like, on the rails. Yeah. Except when we think we're supposed to be doing something. Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a campaign called Horde of the Dragon Queen, yeah. I believe. Uh, and that's... We were just, like, running through that as our first campaign. Yeah. And there's a caravan. And apparently it's not supposed to take that long. Uh, it took us, like two months to get through this <laughs> caravan that's just like riding in a caravan yeah. stopping resting riding in a caravan uh so i'm sure that had to be just killing our dm because it's it's like we it was like the credit sequence of a movie and we just made it play for pretty much the entire movie <laughs> yeah it's just like we gotta play it out guys we, we gotta thought, play it out <laughs> we thought we were supposed to be finding somebody and doing all this intrigue and really no we were just supposed to be taking this caravan to the next city but instead we ended up like uh, we set up a bar cart, and we were, like, <laughs> serving people booze and getting in with all these yeah. people, and then it turned out to not matter at all. <laughs> uh, you know you're testing your DM, where your DM, like, our, our DM will say, out of character, this is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Cam's usually pretty good about being, like, it, he'll just go with it. He's, he's like, an overly supportive mom sometimes. Oh, he has or, momfidence. Yeah, he's got too much momfidence. Uh, <laughs> where he'll let it go, and then... We'll find out, oh, we didn't need to do any of that. We did, we fought a house once <laughs> nice. uh, out of nowhere Yeah, uh, just because we wandered off into the woods. There you go. Yeah. So, so what, what I'm hearing is a lot of uh, stuff that I uh, can empathize with. It's very similar to my own life, I, I feel. I, although I don't really do that much of the performance stuff. And that's – when you talk about lazy, this is why the laziness is uh, – um, uh, it's attractive to me. It, it, it speaks to me. Because I'm like, yes, that is that is lazy. That is me. Mm-hmm. I'll take that L because that L means lazy, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, because uh, I'm like, man, because I, I mean, like, there would be times where I'd actually get booked for a show to do stand up. This didn't happen a lot, dear listener. But um, when it did, I was I was so excited. Oh, I'm booked on a show. Somebody thought I was funny enough to put on their show, and it usually means you're a warm body that can speak English. But mm-hmm. whatever, I was so happy about it. But when the time came, the night of, I was like, it's the last thing I feel like doing. But that's pretty much any plans now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. I don't know, I don't know what it is. I mean, what, what my therapist would say in response to that is, well, what do you get out of that? Yeah, and this is a lot about, I mean, I'm like totally serious when I'm like, when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, exactly. And I feel, because so if you dread it, then don't do it. But I'm also f- afraid. It's rooted in fear, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if I don't do this, I won't do anything. There's some of that going on. So, yeah. so when, but when I hear you, you, you talk about this stuff, I'm hearing when you play D and D, Dungeons and Dragons, the stigma's always for losers and stuff. But it's a very uh, communal game. You have to have friends to play. Yeah, he's not some friendless loser. You have, you could. There's a clean show, but play with yourself. <laughs> you could just be DMing with yourself. I guess that might be interesting. Oh, you look psychotic, but you could do that. Yeah. I'm start doing zone. that while driving to work. <laughs> just DMing my own game. Just DMing like, can I do that? Hmm. Hey, me, can I do this? No. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make the fun choice. Allow the fun choice. That's the biggest rule. Yeah, the, the rule of cool, man. The rule yeah. of cool. There, That's what it is. Um, quality over purity any day is what mm-hmm. I say. But... Um, so what? But he's like you're playing this game. You're, you're coaching. You're producing and making art. You're a bona fide artist, man. 
and performing uh, improv, which is not easy to do, man. So that sounds like there may have been a low time. We don't have to get into the low times if you don't want to, but it sounds like that was definitely, do you feel like you were bouncing back from something? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what. It's not like anything like huge yeah. happened, but I definitely was having like a, I would say it was out of my groove, uh, right. to, to put it in a really broad terms. Uh, I, and I don't know what, I don't know what kicked me out of it or what got me back in it, or if I was ever actually out of the groove to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely feels good to, to be active. I think it's, it's easy to, you kind of, you said something earlier about like loving that laziness and like, yeah. kind of like, um, I think, I, I mean, you know, uh, Big, one of the biggest reasons that you would have a show and not want to do it is like just that fear of like, oh, I'm going to fail and everyone's right. going to see me and it's going to be on the news and my mom's <laughs> going to call me and all my friends are going to disown me and it, yeah. it, it could be the worst. I'm going to go up and talk for five minutes and at the end of that five minutes, everyone's going to hate me yeah. and my whole life is going to be, I'm going to end up in prison. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so it's easy to like tell yourself all that stuff, but. I hate to admit it, but it's really is just doing it, like just working. The see, I'm I'm finding more and more the older I get, especially doing the this company thing, is I can whine all day about being behind and being right. super busy, and the only reason is that I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I set little goals for myself because I know, although if, if left unattended, I'll be scatterbrained and not do anything. But, um, so it's funny that you mentioned like the, the, the fear, which is totally true, right? The fear is always kind of there and you just kind of learn how to manage it. It never really goes away. Right. That lack of confidence in yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. It kind of, it's kind of always there. In fact, you'd be super weird. In fact, people will look down on you if you actually have too much confidence, you know what I mean? So you need to reel it in. So you kind of have to use it to your advantage. But it's funny, like, it's like it's like doing standing up there for five minutes, not necessarily doing stand up, right? Doing just improv, it could be a monologue, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Or just a scene, but it's not necessarily a long scene. Like even doing like a three minute open mic set for comedy, for stand up comedy. That could be a long three minutes if it ain't working out. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the best exercises just in improv coaching is to get somebody up and just have them stand there for a full minute. Yeah. Because that's a long time. You don't realize how long a minute is or how bright those lights are until you actually get up on that stage and you feel the audience's what's this guy's deal vibe <laughs> for real. But um, so that's there's that. But I kind of feel that, I think a lot of people feel this, with just posting a joke on Facebook that you thought was funny and eat that goose egg in response when it comes to little thumbs ups or whatever, or little heart signs. And man, you just want to, even that to me, I'm like, well, I'm going to go die now because that sucked. I do not make jokes on the internet. And It's a true story. I you're don't better for it. write jokes on the internet. It's because of that exact thing. You're, you are better off for it. I'm like, first off, I don't get to hear the laugh. It's true. I don't get to yeah. see the faces. I don't get to see the joy that I brought to all these millions of people yeah. who love my hilarious joke. Yeah. Um, but also, it's like this weird psychological pressure of like, if I'm typing this out, yeah, it better land. It better <laughs> stick hard. Yeah. 
Because if not, what was even the point? Now you just look kind of stupid. You wasted a millisecond of somebody's time, and they just keep scrolling away. And that's what their perception of you is. And that's another thing. I wanted to talk about perception and using social media. And social media to me is like love it, on it constantly. However, as much as I love it and as much as I'm on it, I always think to myself, use it but never rely on it. And that's more of like when it comes to like promoting yourself. I'm like, it's sort of like even if I hated social media, I would have to like I because I love it. But I'm also like, even if I hated it, I would have to use it. Uh And I can get I can promote like uh, this podcast or anything on let's say Twitter and Twitter's accessible anyway but it's Twitter and I could promote all day and maybe three people engage with that you know what I mean so it's this weird necessary evil but at the same time that's you can't really be and we've in recent news as at the time of this recording anyway mm-hmm. we have learned that uh, perception is reality so it's sort of like I want to use it as an expression as like I'm telling the world how I feel what's in my heart man and then people are going to be like either nothing and you're like well that I don't know why I just did that kind of like writing a joke or if it sucks or if you're just downright offensive that's you for life you know what I mean so you can't really be true online do you, do you find yourself struggling with that because mm. I because you because you have to promote your business right yeah so what I actually try what I've found myself doing is trying to be as transparent as possible right um i'll ask this just just because it's it's it is a fear of mine but i don't think it's ever actually happened to me has anyone ever actually been mean to you on the internet mean to me on the internet i uh people have anytime somebody says anything negative to me which isn't often thankfully but anytime they actually have i kind of put myself in that situation because i was kind of looking for it i was kind of i was asking for it so but um i haven't had anybody that's if i'm going in to like i'm just going to just troll here just full-on troll i know what i'm getting myself into but then you're not being real then that, and i'm totally so not being real. so they're not hating the the real you they're yeah. hating this you <laughs> I'm, I'm getting so serious yeah uh, they're hating the the you that you thought would be the thing to put out there yeah which is almost even worse because it's like hey i think you'll like this i need you to like me i'm gonna put this thing out there or i need you to hate me depending right. on what you're doing and when they don't react it's almost worse yeah when they don't react it like it, it's like if the if you put something out that you worked really hard on and it, i know what i just said but <laughs> oh 30 guys in a row yeah. <laughs> anyway if i if i spent a lot of time on something uh and and i put a lot of effort into something if i don't get a reaction I take that as there's a million things in the internet and why should anybody stop and look at my thing? And if I'm kind of purposely wanting to get a rise out of somebody, which doesn't used to happen more, doesn't happen a lot now, but um, it's like everybody does mature online, but some people do it more gracefully than others. I'll put it that way. But um, uh, so if I don't get um, the negative, like, come on, lay, lay one on me and like, and they get nothing. That almost feels kind of worse because yeah. you're like, man, I just look really stupid now. <laughs> so I, I won't go through the whole saga, uh, but I, I had my own personal beef with a local company. Okay. Uh, and I was very vocal about it on the internet. Yeah. They never responded to me one time. Oh. And but but 
they made the change that I was complaining about. Okay. And I don't, I don't know if it was because of me, because they never acknowledged it, but I didn't see anyone else making a stink about the thing <laughs> so, I was making a stink about. So, uh, but I, I definitely get that because there's that, I don't know, like uh, there's that gratification of like, please acknowledge me. Yeah, like, the, acknowledge this feeling that I'm having. Yeah, the validation, <laughs> for real, the validation. And it's just wanting attention in any way. It really is. Um, so I found myself doing that. I found myself, there's one particular niche subject that I kind of, it is for a different show that I do, a different podcast. I don't, it, it's not as, it doesn't come out as frequently as this or whatever. But um, I would say what's wrong with you is my main focus as far as podcasts. This other one I kind of do for fun. It's all fun. But the other one, it's purely for fun, right? But I find myself being a little bit too negative. So any type of opinion I have that one particular subject, I kind of funnel it through there. So that's the place for that. And it's for professional wrestling because it drives me up the wall. And I want to tear my hair out with the stuff that they do. It's stupid to begin with. Can I we start the recording over because I do have a lot of opinions about Good it. grief. I'll just have you on the <laughs> show and we'll just complain and just be total typical smarks and just mm-hmm. like because like I find myself wanting to this show is going to take so many different directions. You know <laughs> what's wrong with I guess you and myself is like like okay so a perfect example is like when the World Cup was going on I'm like how can people get so hung up over soccer? Soccer's so stupid. Meanwhile I'll go tear my hair out over this stupid thing WWE did last week and then the soccer fans could be like why would you watch professional wrestling it's so stupid so I know it's stupid you you could probably be like I know it's dumb it's just it affects my 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 every fiber of my being is affected by this though it's true it's 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 funny wrestling is a it's a good um example of stuff like that yeah because it's not I don't think it's supposed to be good. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm starting to get that. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't think it, it's wrestling specifically is is a classic. I hate. I hate it when they do stuff that I didn't want them to do. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, if I'm like really take a look at what I'm mad about, it's not that they did a bad thing. Well, that's not true. They yeah, they, yes. they hung Ellsworth from a cage. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> yes, but, they did. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sometimes they do a bad thing, but a lot of the time it's just like, that's not what I would have wanted to happen. Or like, they could have stretched that storyline out a little more. A lot of it more is like, it would be more valuable if I was contributing to it. Right. And I find myself, (laughs) am I just hate watching this at this point? I can't tell. I can't tell. So Do I spend 10 hours of my week hate watching it? I know. It's just... So for anybody who's listening and they don't really understand why professional wrestling fans are obsessive, we don't know either. We wish we could stop. We're, the hooks are in too deep. They really are. I'll, I'll say this about professional wrestling. It is the greatest live theater yeah. that happens every week. Every single week you can yeah. watch. If you, if you really want to commit to, to watching it real time, you can watch... What three hours Monday, two out, two and a half, two hours on two Tuesday, hours on Tuesday, another a, hour and a half on Wednesday. Yeah, the best program. Yeah, uh, if you're, I'll say this. Um, even if I don't norm, I don't really watch as much as I obsess over and complain about it. I don't actively spend a lot of time watching it. But even saying that, I put it to you this way: If you're a fan of WWE, you would watch Raw or SmackDown. If you're a fan of professional wrestling, you watch NXT. That's mm-hmm. how I put it. But um. Uh, but that's for a whole other different podcast called yeah. Fixed Podcast. You can access that on Um But I want something I want to do now is we get closer to the end. 
is something called the Wheel of Wrong, mm. right? It's the Wheel of Wrong. For anybody who doesn't know, I know there's legions and hordes of fans of What's Wrong With You podcast, but for anybody who doesn't know, the Wheel of Wrong is a uh, topic, random topic generator on a free application on my phone, and it comes out as a wheel because I thought that was fun. And I'm going to spin the wheel, and we're going to talk about whatever subject it comes up as. You're in the hot seat now, yeah. dude. You're, it's going to get hot here. Let's see right now in real time what is it going to fall on. Oh, I've had this one before. Weird guilty pleasure. Let's get weird. Um, the example I use is I, I, I probably should come up with a few different ones, but my go-to is I let my dog lick me. There's no peanut butter involved. Don't get excited. It's usually like my leg or my face or something. But most people would be grossed out about that. I just say, come at my body. So that's my weird thing. You don't have to say anything that would incriminate you if you don't want to. But it'll be on the internet forever. Trademark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'll get into it. Squeezing stuff, <laughs> Squeezing. man. Squeezing stuff. <laughs> if I got a pimple, oh, buddy. What is it, Christmas? <laughs> do you find yourself ever going on those... I, 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 if you find yourself... I'll do this. I don't know if you do it, but uh, I'll go on a YouTube video like, why are you looking at this video of a pimple being popped? You were disgusting. Why did you look at it? And now the video's over. Oh, man. The the blackhead video. <laughs> so I so I'm too vain. It's it's yeah. it's a weird uh, dichotomy because I want I don't I've never said this out loud. Yeah. But man, just to feel one of those big old blackheads come out, <laughs> it's got to be like the best feeling in the whole wide world. Because I don't know if you've ever gotten in there in like the little corner of your yeah, nose. Yeah. You can do that squeeze. You know, you yeah. squeeze it and the little little white strings come out. Oh man, it's such oh. a weird. And you know it's gross and disgusting. It's this perverse pleasure. I don't know if perverse is the right word, but still. It's this weird, disgusting, carnal, primal sensation you get out of it. Like, I don't know what it is, man. I really don't. I don't know I don't know what's so satisfying about watching goo come out of your pores. <laughs> your pores. I don't like... know. I, I, uh, I'm trying to, like, even... I would equate it to, you know, when you're really, really, really congested yeah, and then you take some medicine or something and yeah. you just feel it like, yeah. like clear out. I think it's just tiny little versions of that. It's just like a relief thing, maybe. Yeah. If yeah. you feel one bumping up, you're like, oh man, I want to get, I hope this is a good one. Oh, and I got to wait because if I don't, it's going to become a weird big scab. And it's going to be like, well, if this I is. I start picking now. This is grosser than what it should have been. It's a, it's a lesson in patience. It's a it lesson, teaches lesson you. in... And um, so that's very interesting, that the, the um, being vain, but kind of wanting that at the same time. I totally get that. Like, um, it's sort of like... I, I my, So my friends and I, we... we this kind of... This came up last week in a random discussion in, our, in my personal life, where it's like... Um, it's sort of like being vain, but also thinking... In my case, anyway, think you're going to be like a victim. Like, of all these people, they're going to get me. Mm-hmm. It's with this weird, like, selfish victim thing. I've always said uh, low self-esteem is, like, the most selfish thing that you could do. Like, yeah. having low self Like, assuming... I, I, I don't know why I use mall as, exa- as an example. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, like, if you're in a mall and you're like, oh, I'm so nervous. Everyone's looking at me. Like, what? no, they're not, you psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
thinking that you're special isn't that the curse of every human oh because you <laughs> like that's i i almost said this earlier when we were talking about that the like pressure of failure yeah it's like you want to be special right. i don't know about you but i, I i'm oh, projecting i need quite it i need I, it like i don't know i don't know if this is true for everyone i think it's probably pretty true for anybody who does like art or performance right is there's that idea that like someday the light's going to hit you and you're going to be on that pedestal. Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know. But could you imagine the pressure of that? Yeah. Like the stress and anxiety of <laughs> actually being the special thing that you think you are or want to yeah, be? seriously, like uh. if you work in like an office or something and you're like, do I want that promotion? Because it's a whole lot of more responsibility, you more don't. money, but it's sort of like, I don't know if I even enjoy spending it because I'll just be so tired and stressed and it's like, as like a performer, you want to be the headliner or something. I'm like, the show is you now. Kind of just like, I'm going to do my little three minutes and say, later, the show can can be glorious or fail. Not really my fault. Got to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice, uh, this is a nice loop around. Um, because starting uh, now called Day Off, uh, yeah. the company, it, I thought it was going to be like that. Like, I thought I would be just stressed about mm -hmm. people's opinion about stuff. Um, but what I've found with that is the more, the less I, like, try and the more just genuine and, like, this is what I do and this is what I like, the more people accept it. Uh, so t now what I'm finding out is the real stress is just doing it. It's, it's yeah. not the, the product, the process is the product now. Yeah, and I find myself when I, so just not even as a business, of course would love if people paid me large sums of money for things like that, uh, things that I do, of course, but I tell myself, I try not, I try to keep uh, at least like a weekly schedule coming out with something, if not daily, at least weekly, right? And sometimes I'll just like, I should just not do it this week because no one cares, right? But I'm also, I think to myself, well, if I don't care, no one's ever going to care. So I think what I'm hearing is sort of like that. It's like, you just got to keep on doing it and doing it and try to keep on a regular basis. So people, when they think of you, you're not all over the place. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, may, I've, I've almost had to make it a thing for me. Yeah. That I do just like screaming out into the ether. Yeah. And if people see it and are like, that's cool, here's $15, then great. And if they don't, oh, man, i got to be okay with it. Yeah, the performing, being an artist of any kind is day one, being okay with rejection. <laughs> well, and, and social media has helped a ton with that. Yeah. I mean, if so improv is what? Fail, right? Try, try everything. Fail at it. Get better. Right. It, Find out what doesn't work, what does work. The only way to really learn anything is to be bad at it for a little while. Yeah. And there's a great resource for that in social media, Instagram, mm -hmm. Twitter, whatever, and that you, as long as you're like, I'm putting this out there, it may be good, it may be bad, but it's what I'm doing, and we can get okay with the failure that's inherent yeah. in that. Yeah. It's almost like building up a little bit of armor. Yeah, it's sort of like you're just kind of toughening yourself up a little bit. Um, you're sort of like, this is not bad. I've been through worse. You know what I mean? We're we're grizzled seasoned vets now, yeah. man. 
I'm going to do one more uh, Wheel of Wrong yeah. thing. I'll, I'm having fun with this as we get close to the wrap-up here. The What's Wrong With You wrap-up here. And this one, oh man, so I'm wanting to wrap it up and what it lands on is puberty. Um, so, <laughs> and so like, we probably have another six hours devoted to this. We, at least we should. But, so, I'll let you kind of take the ball on this. Um Ball really wasn't intended for puberty, but it, it kind of was. But uh, so I'll tell you what my usual question for this is: is it's really not not uh, really not if, but which one of the super embarrassing things from puberty still lingers to this day? And maybe you don't have to go with a story or an example, but the process of dealing with that. I was 13 years old, and I did that super embarrassing thing. And for me, it's like the super embarrassing thing I did last week. But we're specifically we're talking about puberty, puberty, this transitional period in in, in your life, uh, mentally and physically. How do you deal with saying I'm not the person I used to be, and that's okay? So, I have a pretty unique perspective on puberty that I don't think a lot of people are blessed with. Okay. Uh, And that is, I I have a thing called gynecomastia. Okay. Which uh, you may know as man boobs. Okay. But guess when they started popping up real hard? Puberty. Yeah. So... Uh, Let me tell you, friend, you're talking to the man, you're preaching to the man boob choir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, at this point in my life, I don't care. Uh, But... I'm checking the recording thing now. Yeah. During your really personal story here, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, checking please. the thing. <laughs> please, please continue as I'm being incredibly rude. Uh, yeah, so so while everyone's dealing with, like, the other, the, the regular puberty awkwardness, I'm also dealing with, uh, one time somebody yelled from a bus, are you a boy or a girl? Man, <laughs> so, man, it's like just mirroring, you know what I mean? So that, I don't think people... Because right now, when you get to, and this is another reason why I'm loving getting older. It's not an excuse to just not be in your best health or anything like that. You should always try, even though I haven't. It kind of, that kind of ebbs and flows. But um, it's sort of, um, it, should, it should never be an excuse to just not be healthy as much as I love being lazy. But it's also when you get a little older, people, you serve your time. You're done. You No one cares if you're cool anymore. So it's like, yeah, this is me, baby. But when you're growing up it's sort of it depends on how you look at it and what your outlook is what your attitude is but it kind of stunts your emotional growth because you're like uh gym class yeah never taking my shirt off see oh, you later beach I, never pool party forget it i failed pe for yeah. two semesters because of it and then i ended up uh doing partners pe which was uh, special education i got to help special ed yeah. kids like Throw, learn to throw balls and do the, the right. Special Olympics, which was awesome. It turned out to be golden. But uh, the only cl- – I, I failed PE. Like, how do you even – you, you yeah. don't. <laughs> you don't fail PE. That doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, huh, so this is happening to me right now at the point where it is going to be the most – I'm going to feel the worst I am ever going to feel about this right now. And it's happening right now. It's like the perfect storm of feeling terrible about yourself, mm-hmm. that weird insecurity, because kids are the coolest things walking the earth. They really are. It's true. To this day, if if I see like a, a group of teens, oh, <laughs> I'm avoiding them. Yeah. They are just the worst. And so you're like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to. And then like if you, you can try to work out a lot, but. 
you know, skin and skin, it's going to be there. And it's good. You should, everybody should work out and be in the best health they can possibly be, all of that. I don't know why you're going, why I'm choosing to say this, like I'm the guru or anything. It's just, it's a You're wearing a sports shirt. It's it's because it's hot. Oh my (laughs) God, it's hot. We're we're recording in summer in Texas. It's incredibly hot outside. I don't actually work out in these like mesh, not, this isn't mesh. Why am I saying mesh? Yeah. But uh, the the, the anti-wick sweat thing, I don't actually work out in those. This is just me being comfortable and not hot. I don't work out in those either because they get caught in all of my folds. (laughs) I know. And they make me more self-conscious while doing a thing that's already nerve-wracking. I know. And then it's like, so it's like, hmm. Girls are already pretty much the most intimidating thing walking the earth. I think at this point now, I didn't get into a lot of, I didn't get into like any fights or anything. Nobody beat me up or anything. I wasn't killing it in high school either. But it's sort of like, at this point, I think I'd rather be harassed by a, a male classmate than try to be like, hey, hey, hot stuff. Here's me. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Yeah, especially, I. so I always had a lot of friends who were girls. Yeah. Growing up. Uh, but I had no girlfriends. Uh, right. Like, we're talking all through high school, and it's because it's uh, it had that, like, uh, mystery. Like, oh, a girl liking me could is the most important thing in the whole wide world. Yeah, man. I, I think I think girls know this. <laughs> they play with that. In third grade, uh, I almost said her name because I still remember it to this day. Uh, this girl, I, I had moved from a... a Garland to uh, a town called Quinlan, which is like a really, really small, like, yeah. very small town. Uh, and this girl wrote me a note and was like, do you want to be my boyfriend? And I was like, yeah, ooh, check me out. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, her friend brought me a note that said, hey, I was just kidding. Oh. Yeah. Boy, that's like, you're going to take a decade to recover from that one. I just told you that story and <laughs> I feel very sad about it while saying it now. Yeah. I mean, these things stick with you. Mm. These things that... And it's like, you're like, okay, I'm not that person anymore. And the person I was, I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for the person I was. All of that, great, love it. But still, that horribly embarrassing thing still happened. <laughs> the past is indestructible. It still yeah. happened. Whatever happened, happened. Like, I remember, I remember there was points, and even into my adulthood, right, like, I feel like, I, I say life begins at 30, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> For, I think everybody wastes their 20s in a good way and bad ways. I feel like I had more you-didn't-do-anything ways oh, wasting man. my 20s. Yeah. Uh, and so people like, I partied a lot, so I got wasted during my 20s. Like, no, I wasn't doing anything. So uh, so I, that's when I say I'm loving getting older because it's so amazing. It's so freeing and liberating. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know, do you kind of feel that yourself? Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, uh, so I turned 34 this year, which yeah. is weird to say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I say we talked earlier about, you know, I felt like I was in a weird rut or whatever. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm coming out of it. I think it really is. I was just transitioning from being a, a late 20s early 30s person who didn't really know what they were doing with yeah. their life to uh, closer to a mid 30s person who still doesn't really know what I'm doing with my life but I'm okay with that because uh, fun secret nobody knows what they're doing with their life <laughs> yeah 
And a lot of people try to act like they do and try to make you feel bad because you don't, even though they themselves, they don't know what's going on. No, man, just because you got, uh, you got, you, I, my, my class, my, my lower class pride started to come out. Yeah. Just because you got a job that's better than my job <laughs> doesn't mean you're better than me. Man, it's sort of like, so my, my family, we grew up poor, of course, right? right. And, uh, and so when... I, you know, again, when I met my wife, we would, she would, we would think about travel plans and stuff like that. And she would ask, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know. Galveston? I'm like, (laughs) because we were poor. Not like, not like we didn't go on any trips or anything like that. But it's sort of like for me, even well into my adulthood, being a poor, um, thought at the time, not now, but at the time thought college was stupid. And so like having no real plans for the future. So of course, well into adulthood, it was still impoverished baby. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think about, uh, vacations. It wasn't an option. You know what I mean? I did go to some places. So it's not like I lived in a room full of 30 dudes or anything, but it's sort of like I did get out, but it wasn't a whole lot. I went on my first vacation last year. Right? Isn't it great? It was pretty awesome. And Isn't then we had to miss it this year because I did a bad. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was great. We we like road trip to Arizona and then up yeah. to Colorado. And I was like, this is what human beings do. This it, is what people do. Great. I, I, um, I didn't even fly that often. And now I... And like, yeah, let's fly. Let's go somewhere. It's it's a, if if it doesn't cost too much. But yeah, let's let's fly. Let's fly. I love it. So yeah, I understand the why trash pride, man. Why yeah, trash there, pride? There's a uh, I don't know if we're running over or anything. Uh no, we we are still okay. There there's a weird uh, why trash pride is a really good way to put it. There's like this this pride in like being broke. Yeah, but like why? <laughs> Exactly. Like, what are you doing? And, and it's it's because when you picture rich and powerful people, you picture the worst people in the world. Right. But, like, if you thought about it, if you had a million dollars right now, you wouldn't do terrible. Oh, he might do terrible stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you well. don't know me that yeah, well. That's fair. I almost, I almost gave you a whole lot of credit. But, I mean, I think I think there's, there's a line between, like, being a rich, powerful person who's, like, I'm balling out of control. Right. I just got stacks of money that I'm throwing around on nothing. Yeah. And just having a, like reasonable income and not actively being poor like not actively doing things to make yourself broke i know i feel like we've gone through so many different topics there's and so much emotion there's so much emotion so many topics we're about to go into socioeconomics and stuff like yeah. we're about to just talk about why the middle class doesn't get out of the middle class as if we know uh, i certainly don't know that's for sure i know it's like whenever i get my uh, whenever I get my paycheck, I'm like, ooh, what can I buy? Yeah. How I, fast can I get rid of how this? How can I fast can I spend this money and probably paying off something that I owe? Talk about owing people. like, And so you just think about this. So you think about going on these trips and things like that. Every trip I go on, I'm like, am I willing to pay off that for the next year? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on where you go, I suppose. But, man, this has been so much fun. I, have to, I, feel, I feel like I don't even want to wrap it up, but we got to, man. We got to. For arbitrary reasons that I have decided upon for no reason. I got to go to the store. <laughs> we got stuff to yeah. do. Yeah. All right, we're have, busy guys. I have to do at least one load of laundry before work tomorrow. I mean, we're, we're busy individuals. We're in-demand artists, man. So let's go through uh, all, all, all your plugs, everything we can reach you at. Uh, so the the big one for me is is Instagram. That's where I live most of my entire life. Yeah. Uh, that would be at day off. It's D A Y Y Y 
O-F-F-F. So three Y's, three F's. I like it. Uh, that's where you can check out my art and buy some of my stuff. Um, DallasComedyHouse.com uh, for shows. Uh, I'm on the team Some Boys. Uh, and then also Stomping Ground, uh, the first Saturday of every month, we do a show called uh, Quest in Show. It's a Dallas's only uh, improvised live D&D. Oh, sorry. Role playing. Oh, yeah. Show. Hi. <laughs> uh- I like it. I like. I like to think one time you get like a like kinky couple. Hey, it's a role playing show, and they get it. I'm like, no, it's D and D. Oh no, it's it is the kind. It is the dirty kind. Oh, even better, <laughs> even better. I like it. So you can buy a shirt from you, then take it off immediately. <laughs> That's what you like. I like. I love it. If like tomorrow I see your big new ad campaign, buy these shirts so you can take them off. Yeah. Like, get freaky with it. Well, I want to thank you again for being on this show. And the last thing I'm going to say, Jude, is, well, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy too, man. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thanks once again to Jude Sutton for appearing on this show on What's Wrong With You podcast. You're going to want to check out all the things that Jude is doing online and otherwise on the stage and check out his art, do all of this stuff. And I will say at the end of this episode... For any, uh, you know, uh, long-time listeners, any fans of this podcast, you may notice that we didn't do the five things, uh, five positive things about yourself at the end of this episode. We aren't, uh, we don't have to follow any certain rules, and the conversation kind of flows however it's going to flow. But at the end, I, I realized we didn't do that, and I kind of feel like we didn't need to do that because we covered so much, as you heard in this episode. I, I feel really good about the conversation, and I feel really good about all the areas that we talked about. So I, I think it worked out. I think it worked out. So just it goes to show you we don't have to do one thing or the other for it to be an excellent episode like this one was. I feel really good about it. And if you want to find out anything more about me and this show, easiest thing to do is visit johnmcbrine.com. You want to email me, john at johnmcbrine.com. You want to follow this show on social media. Pretty easy on Facebook. Just look up John McBrine. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's at www.ypodcast for this particular show. There's so many ways to get in contact with me and keep up with what's going on in this show and i'm just having a blast with how season two is coming along it's starting off strong and i'm looking forward to finding out all the wrong things with so many new people it's very exciting it gives me the uh, the validation i so desperately crave <laughs> <laughs>